Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined today by Carlos, John, Tyler, and Aaron. Say hi, guys. Hey, guys. Awesome. <laughs> uh, we're also joined today by special guest and fellow Venomaniac, Michaela, also known as Kitao Saret, or simply Kita, on Tumblr and We Are Venomaniacs Discord server. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Michaela. Hello, hi, and um, I'm Michaela, as I was just so very kindly introduced by Orion, and uh, it's my great honor to be joining everybody here on this podcast that I've heard so much about, and I'm, a, I'm excited to talk about the latest comic series and movie with everyone here so thank you excellent uh, so as is tradition anytime we have a venom maniac join us on the podcast we like to ask a few simple questions for our audience to get to know you better such as uh how long have you been with the venom site in any of its in- incarnations well i first discovered uh, the venom site through aaron's uh tumblr account and uh, that's how I also found the Discord server. And so I'm primarily uh, here on the Discord. Uh, sometimes I'll reblog stuff over on Tumblr and put my little peanut gallery comments in the tag section. Excellent. And then uh, how were you introduced to Venom and Symbiotes? Well, um, I did see the 90s animated series a few times as a kid, but I didn't really get into it. And um, when I got a little bit older, I saw Spider-Man 3, but that wasn't especially impressive either. Uh, it was actually when I started dating my uh, current girlfriend, uh, she mentioned that she liked Venom, so in order to try to impress her, I love comics. And I basically just kind of fell in love with it from there. And I, I started with uh, ASM 300. I jumped back to Secret Wars and then read all the symbiote things that happened between that and 300. And then uh, read all the Eddie series in order before jumping to Space Knight and then backtracking to Volume 2. So I've uh, kind of jumped around a little bit before uh, finally getting into the latest series and the 2016 series and then up through the current run. Excellent. Yeah, uh, for a lot of people um, who joined this podcast, the animated series was basically our introduction at some point. So that's, it's always funny to hear that. Um, So who is your favorite symbiote host? Or favorite symbiote as well? As far as Venom goes, I really like Black Thompson and Eddie Brock pretty much equally, but for very different reasons and for their the different influences that they have had on the symbiote. Um, but for the sake of choosing a different symbiote, I really like Scorn and I really like Kenneth Nevis. And I think they're a really unique and wonderful combination. And I'm pretty sad that I we haven't seen more of them you know, since, what, Carnage USA. So I I think it's a shame we haven't seen them since, and, and I, I'd like to see them return. 
that. Cool. And then, uh, what is your favorite symbiote comic or story arc? Well, hands down, it's definitely Venom Space Knight. Um, there's really any any story that digs into the personal the symbiote, like that's really, really the heart of Venom comic. Also, it was really the per perfect answer. It was kind of a mess in uh, uh, Friday. Guardians of the Galaxy series, but um, for Eddie, I, I really, really love Back in Black story arc uh, called The Last Temptation of Eddie Brock, because it's just brutal, and it has so much raw emotion, and really emphasizing the toxicity of his initial bond with uh, the Venom symbiote, and how it literally was haunting him. And ultimately, the, the story is one that uh, path of redemption. And uh, really, all the anti-venom stuff is absolutely phenomenal in my book. Awesome, yeah. I'm happy to hear that um, Last Temptation of Eddie Brock is one of your favorites because that is a rare gem that you don't really hear about often and it is one of Eddie Brock's best stories. Um, so if you could bond to any symbiote in the Marvel Universe, uh, which would it be? It's a very interesting question because I don't know if I really as a really like a good symbiote host because I feel like I'm kind of a mess. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one, probably Scorn. Like, Scorn seems pretty chill. I think I could, I think I could go with that. And that's, that's about all I can say on that. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, Scorn, uh, another one of these symbiotes that is often forgotten. And she, she had a pretty good run now. She had it uh, as long as she lasted. But um, anyways, so moving on, as Kita or as uh, Michaela had uh, had mentioned before, today's live record episode is the big one, folks, because dread from it, run from it. It's time for the Venom movie review, followed by our review of Venom First Host, the weekly comic series that recently concluded. So guys, uh, let's just get into it. We've been waiting for this day for what over a decade. But as long as our, uh, at long last, our moment has come. Venom finally got his own movie. So let's not wait any longer and jump into our review. So, you know what, on the count of three, let's all just give our one word impression of the movie overall. All right, so um, think, of, think for a moment about your word you want to use. And uh, here we go on uh, one, two, three. Freaking awesome. That's two words. Messy. Oh, um, <laughs> I for me personally, I it 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 was okay. It wasn't it wasn't perfect. It wasn't Word. like something. Oh, <laughs> it was just okay for me. Mine would be what was that? Mine is gonna be why? Why? <laughs> why? And Tyler. Sure. <laughs> and how about John? Uh, 
<laughs> All right, excellent. So, um, yeah, I mean, where where do we want to start with this movie? Like, maybe we can uh, let's start with the uh, critical and audience reaction. You know, starting from the the day of the of the premiere and then working our way up. So, like, we 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 saw pretty immediately a huge backlash. I mean, this this movie has had for it a really really bad time getting people's interest or uh, winning people over from the beginning. Um, mainly probably because everyone sees that Sony tag on it and they think, oh no, here comes another Sony attempt at a Spider-Man uh, property. Especially one that doesn't have Spider-Man in it. But um, after that, as right after the Monday, October 1st premiere, uh, we started seeing a flood of comments on social media. And then soon after that, we saw um, critical reviews pretty much panning the movie. It was quite surprising like how much hate the movie was getting. Um, yeah. I like not to mention to uh, during like in the closing week, you know, we early, uh, you know, all the reviews saying it was, you know, they were comparing it against Catwoman and Daredevil, and I and I'm just like, I just stood there and I'm just like, no, it it, it can't be that bad. There, there's there's no way, there's no way. And then and then to add insult to injury, then we had the unfortunate they, there was a Twitter war against. Lady Gaga fans with the stars born because those two films were opening on the same day, and uh, I don't know. It's it's been a stressful past couple of days for all of us, you know. Um, but you know what 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 can you expect? It is Sony. Yeah, in I can sort of see where the reviewers were coming from. Honestly, they're here. Like they're they're reviewing a, a movie based on its merits as a movie, like professionally. Honestly, I think this movie was kind of a mess in a lot of regards, like in, in regards to story and villain, and it's just and so coming from someone who's not a fan, rated the movie the, the way they gave it. So, yeah, I think for like some of us, like me specifically, I feel like it was just kind of like uh, like I expected it. But then, like when it actually happened, it was like, "Oh man, this is this is quite the critical panning we're getting here." And so I was pretty concerned, uh, but not like surprised, uh, because Sony has done terrible things with like Fantastic Four and Spider-Man before. They haven't had a very good track record, so it's kind of interesting. Right, and I'll also say that um, it's pretty odd how people just want to use side so this movie got a 50 we should never go watch this you know well like you know obviously you need to be your own judge but it's just as soon as you see that score you just have a knee-jerk reaction like i didn't want to well guys it could be good but just just on both sides of the fence like folks are saying no guys the score isn't real it's going to be amazing but on the other side you had the folks that were saying like like, oh, well, this is going to be a dumpster fire. But you just can't take 
what you see online. Now, granted, they are critics, but, you know, it's just a hard boundary to walk where, like, you just want to be your own judge or do you want to see what these other folks who don't have the same mindset as you, what they think. And, like, I was there in the whole entire war with, like, Lady Gaga, and, like, half of it was just having fun. But, and then folks made it a little bit too serious where they were saying, oh, well, like, they're, like, actually getting serious about this. Like, I was there when the whole thing happened, and it was, there were a few ones that were fake, but a lot of it was just us, like, us, like, going back and forth and just, you know, like, uh, having some fun trashing each other's movies. But it was... That whole thing was fun, and, like, the scores, you know, like, like other folks have said in the past, you know, the last Jedi had, you know, like, a 96, but then everyone hates it, and then Ghostbusters had the same thing, it had, like, a, one hated it. You just can't really take what the scores say and just go off that. That's what I think. Because it's important that you should just see the film for yourself and then make the final call whether you liked it or it was or it was actually terrible and not worthy really worth the watch in this case you know it is what it is and for me like i said before it was just okay you know it wasn't anything i was hoping but it was it was still decent to watch nevertheless so i actually think that it's really telling uh, well, I think it's really telling that the review scores are so different because, like, it really is a movie that you need to go see for yourself, right? Because the, the, the opinions are so different. You could love it or you could hate it. Like, I don't know. Like, you have to go see it for yourself because the critics are panning it, but the audience, the general audience is liking it. Well, was there something you wanted to say, Akita? Yes, just that I I can see where, for example, just for example, the Rotten Tomatoes score is coming from. It's not very good. Like, if I'm trying to think about the movie semi-objectively, it is kind of a mess. But as a Venom fan, there was a lot that I was happy about in spite of the plot and the characterization changes. Um, there was a lot of things that they they could have done that would have been really, really bad. Uh, things that the comics did that were really, really bad, but they didn't do them here. And I'm actually for that. Um, like just just for example, like I've I've talked about this on our on our Discord chats before, but the characterization of Anne Wayne is like all the things that I thought she could have been in the comic, and she, because, I don't know, maybe because writers are sexist or something, and they could have made Dan Lewis, like, oh, horrible new boyfriend, and he's, and there's going to be this, like, jealousy love triangle thing, but, but they didn't do that, and I was so happy about that, that they didn't try to, they didn't shoot horn in this like love triangle subplot they they really just focused on like the characters interacting with each other and trying to help each other and uh, as as far as Sony 
her track record of superhero films, I I would say this was pretty good. Um, my my other favorite Sony superhero film is probably The Amazing Spider-Man, the one by uh, Andrew Garfield. And I actually just rewatched that this morning. And um, I, I don't know if I would say Venom is quite on par with that one as far as storytelling. Uh, but overall, I was impressed. And I, I went in with relatively low expectations. And so uh, there wasn't really any way for me to be disappointed, but they didn't kill Anne for quote unquote man pain, and they didn't, uh, and they didn't like deliberately try to character assassinate anybody. So I, uh, I, I thought it was good, and I, as far as the story goes, I, I did really enjoy it. Right, like that's the same way I felt about the movie. Like, you know, like I've been waiting for this still... movie for years, and like I didn't have any expectation going in. Like, I went in saying this is going to be the worst movie I will have ever seen it, and I still bought all of the merchandise. You know, I like um, I spent days looking down for like the Venom tea and like the Venom pops and all the new posters and all that stuff. Like, I, I've spent all of that, and I was happy, but when it came out, I was so awestruck in that theater because it was surreal to me that my favorite character finally has a movie. I was kind of like shaking in my seat the entire time. It was like, is this actually happening? Am I seriously watching a Venom movie? But just as I kept watching it, I was like, this is not a well-made movie. There's so many awkward scenes. I can't tell if we're supposed to laugh at them or we're supposed to laugh with him. And there's just so many awkward cuts and so many holes in the story that it is that that I think it does deserve that that low score it has. But on the other side, hero movie and as a Venom movie, it was great. There were a, a whole lot of good fan service lines in there. There were a whole lot of good. Well, well, like there were a few action scenes, like most of the action scenes we've already seen, but. The action scenes were amazing, especially the one where Venom was against the, uh, I believe it was the SWAT. Uh, you know, he was hiding, um, like he was hiding in the smoke. He was like using stealth. Like that was amazing. But just as a movie, it was not good at all, I thought. Yeah, I think um, I might have had probably the, uh, you could say uh, one of the vice reactions the movie where you know you have people who either really hated it or people like like a lot of our uh our venomaniacs who are like you know we enjoyed it but it's still not a great movie for me when i when i saw it like like you said aaron you it was a surreal moment for you at the beginning where he's like oh my god i am watching a venom movie my favorite character finally got his own movie and this is my dream come true and for me, that was that was how I felt throughout the movie. Like, I'm not a great judge of um, of quality movies. Like, I can't. I, I I could never be a professional critic at all because my tastes are all over the place when it comes to movies, um, and I can't form a, a, a cohesive opinion about movies like that. But 
when I was watching Venom, I was just completely starstruck. And I've seen it twice now. I'm going to see it a third time tomorrow. And even on the second showing, I was still awestruck. I mean, the first in the first showing, my, by the end of the movie, I realized my face was hurting because I was smiling throughout the entire movie. And I was just completely buzzed by the end. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And I, you know, couldn't contain myself. But, um, I think, uh, Mr. Gallows, uh, one of our Venomaniacs on, um, Discord, made a great, uh, observation. Uh, he says, hot take, this is going to continue to be divisive. Venom is going to be the last Jedi of comic book movies. Because Last, Last Jedi was competently made movie, but an awful Star Wars story. Whereas Venom is a so-so made movie, but with a good Venom experience. So, it's... It's kind of one of those. It it was it was a success in some ways, where it failed in others. And um, I I completely concede that the Venom movie was not the best, but I'm also of the opinion that the Venom franchise, in all, is not going to be perfect. It's never been perfect. You know, so uh, expecting a Venom movie to be the perfect Venom viewing experience, I think that was a bit of a high bar for a movie like that. So, um, otherwise, I I thoroughly enjoyed Venom. Uh, I'm really excited to be talking about it. And uh, there's nothing that can take me off of this high. <laughs> yeah, like, same here, Ryan, because... When I was entering the movie theater, I was also getting a little excited. <laughs> the hairs on my arms were starting to stand up. Like, I was actually really, you know, I couldn't believe that, you know, finally after all this time that, you know, we, we finally home. But in the end, we didn't really get exactly what we wanted. But we did uh, get some things that they did get right. Uh, I saw Venom on screen. It, it just always put a smile on my face. The action scenes were just absolutely fantastic. You know, that whole scene where, you know, again, like Aaron said, the, the scene where he's fighting off the SWAT uh, force, uh, you know, using stealth and just catching them on a great uh, sequence of that part of the film. But again, I just want to remind everyone again um, that remember this whole, this whole movie was was pretty much filmed within the year because it started a month ago this month and you know even before i think we talked about in a previous podcast episode where you know they they rushed out the teaser they finished filming i believe it was like early late uh, january or early february earlier this year and uh you know people were complaining that they, they, they didn't see venom in the teaser trailer and we were having we were, we were having our opinions on the matter saying whether this would be good or not and we were kind of being doubtful because they were just completely rushing um in this film i did see there was a lot of stuff rushed and you can tell um and one of the things that you know throughout this whole film is that the plot just didn't really add up and you know they i mean what i will say is that they also polished the cgi and venom they even, what I noticed too is that I'm very glad that they finally, they fixed um, uh, the line of, they called it symbiotes, 
they didn't really say uh, symbiotes. They they changed that, which I you know I was kind of glad they did that. Um, the other thing too, uh, I just you know I I really I just didn't really like Riz Ahmed's character as Carlton Drake. I think I thought he was just completely pointless. He had his motivation is so stupid. Every time he like his whole plan, you know, just to get more symbiotes and take over the world and can, you know, make everyone bonded with symbiotes. It was just so cliched. And I, I just didn't like his character at all. It, it, that was just the one thing that I just didn't like out of this whole film was just him in general, because I, I just didn't enjoy him at all. Did anyone else get that feeling too, of the whole plot as well? Or am I the only person? I really didn't. The, the plot is... I... Okay. Let's, um, how about, we have Q, uh, Michaela, you go first, and then uh, was it John who was starting? Okay. So uh, it's actually kind of funny because I was, I I saw the movie Thursday night, and then this morning I was watching the Mason, the one with the lizard, and then I rewatched uh, the film this afternoon, and I was starting to see a lot of really almost disturbing parallels between Tom and Drake. Um, and it, I don't know how I feel about that because they're both made by Sony. And I was kind of like, oh, hi, it's an unusually similar situation here. And so that, that was a little bit strange to me. That they changed his character so much from the comics. Like I, I will say I didn't find him very interesting in the comics either. But it's—I just feel like they could have done something more interesting. Maybe had a less obvious, you know, villain. Like rather than have another, you know, uh, multi-billionaire, you know guy who's got all this like great knowledge apparently I assume and it he he did feel kind of shoehorned in and making him riot host I I still not super on board with that and I also don't really understand why he decided to go along with what Riot wanted to do as opposed to what he wanted to do. So it, it, it was kind of a mess in that regard, and that's also why I ultimately wasn't that impressed with the final fight scene between Venom and Riot, uh, because everything just felt so convoluted and point. But at that point, I just kind of wanted to see Riot go away and, you know, get back to Eddie interacting with the symbiote with Anne, with uh, Sam Lewis and uh, anyone encountered in, in movies. So that's kind of my take there. My thoughts about the movie in general, I will say that, but I do not think it's a good movie whatsoever. I wouldn't say it's bad personally, but movie, but I definitely enjoy myself. And part about this entire experience for me little sister texted me and she asked oh have you seen the movie because she knows what a venom fan i am i'm like yeah yeah and i sort of i told her my thoughts on it and she's like 
oh yeah, I just saw it too with my boyfriend. I thought it was really good. And my little sister ever saying that about anything Venom related, expected that to happen in my life. The same thing happened with me. Let me just throw that in there. My sister said the same thing. She loved the movie. And I was like, really? You didn't seem to care about Venom like when we were like growing up. Like, but, <laughs> but anyway, you go ahead, man. So, so that sort of just like weird to experience in my life. And, um, but yeah, uh, I almost feel like you got to look at this movie from two ways because on its own merits, or you can look at it as an adaption. That's going to get into something we're definitely going to discuss later as an adaption fails on a lot of points about what makes me love Venom. Like it sort of teases things. It's like it sort of lays down the base of it, but then it's sort of, and I feel like the concepts there fine tuned it better, but Anyway, so I sort of have to take this movie on its own merits because they've already completely messed up the origin with Spider-Man not being there. So, but just thinking about the movie by itself, the annoying part is that the movie keeps breaking its own rules that it sets up. I think that's one of the reasons, like, there's so many plot holes and everything that I think, like, what, did they just drop this? Did they just forget about this? Like, what happened with this script is what I want to know, but... I do yeah. really like. They didn't up have. There was no Spider-Man, no Spider-Man whatsoever. They completely just, essentially, just remade and and just retold Venom's origin in a very different way. You know, because the movie just starts and already the Life Foundation just get just grabs. Uh, I think it was four uh, four random symbiotes. They got Venom, Riot. Uh, they you know again there was a blue symbiote, there was a yellow symbiote. They were never named. Um, I think the blue sim, the blue sim, and then the yellow symbiote was bonded to the rabbit, and you know we're never going to see those things again. But again, they they completely just changed everything we knew about Venom, um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much just how it all started. So yeah, I I, I think the um, I believe when it comes to adaptations, um, I think. Too many people expect an adaptation to be as faithful to the um, to the source material as as it can be. Whereas there are other adaptations where they're not entirely faithful to the source material. What they do is they borrow material and then they craft an, uh, a unique story around that. And I think that was the case with this movie where they borrowed material, um, like, it was very apparent that they borrowed material from Planet of the Symbiotes. Um, and they just crafted their own story around it, uh, because they had, they could, they couldn't work with, they, they didn't have a Spider-Man to work with, uh, in Eddie's origin. So they had to work around that and create a whole new story. So, um... I think they did a, a, a it, it was an okay job with crafting a new original story and still borrow, borrowing recognizable elements from the comics. Um, and this is, this is just one of those lessons where it's like, it's an adaptation. You shouldn't have to worry too much about um, how faithful it's going to be rather than uh, how 
good of a story it was. And it might not have been a finely polished story, but at least you were entertained. able to have Spider-Man, they can have Spider-Man. It's just that they're too damn impatient to crank out this this we our own Marvel universe. We gotta we'll take all Spider-Man villains, make our own universe, like and just it's, made it within the confines it's, it's of the so MCU weird. that they have now have access to. It, it's, it's it so reeks of reading it. It's Sony. It's all about Sony because they're just greedy. They want the money, and that's all they care about. I mean. When I heard they were, it was rumored they were going to do a uh, Sinister Six, and Spider Man wasn't going to be in. I'm like, this is not going to do anything. This is this is a waste of time, and they were now, now they want they want to a Morbius standalone film, and now a, a Silver Sable and Black Cat. And I'm just like, Sony, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? You need to make some sort of compromise, and they're not going to do it. It's just it's all about the money. They they honestly wouldn't care about any any of us of what we have to say in the matter. And that's, and that's just the sad fact about it. I mean, again, yeah. with, with this, with this, I mean, again, we had a lot, had, had a lot of problems, you know, they, 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 you know, they did give us some, some stuff that referenced the comics, but not a lot. Again, no mention of Spider-Man, you know, uh, again, the only thing I can say that was good about the film was again, like the, the whole action scenes, the CGI was great. I loved it. All the interactions between Eddie and, and Venom were, were great. They were hilarious. You know, like there was that one scene, uh, even I told Orion earlier before we started the episode, uh, there was a scene where uh, Venom climbs on up all the way to on the top of the tower in the building where Eddie drops off the evidence and Venom wants to swing back down, but Eddie doesn't want to do that. So they take the elevator and then Venom says, pussy. He's, I don't know that that part of the movie. I actually laughed. It, it was it was funny. But the biggest yeah. laugh in my theater. Yeah. Like I'm very very much conflicted on how this is gonna go. Um, on one hand, like we already know the movie's not that well made, but at the same time, like like you were saying, Carlos, there was a lot of fan service in this movie. There's a lot of things they didn't even have to throw in that like because. Because honestly, about Eddie Brock, like who knows honestly that he worked at the Daily Globe and not the Daily Bugle. Half of half of half of everyone probably still think he he who thinks he works there. And like there, there's just so much. There's so much fan service in this movie. Like I'm um, at the the Jameson thing. The, the yeah, Jam- like no. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I was looking online, like folks like but who's that james i I don't know who that is but that's a character from the comics and even if you've seen like the cartoon like he was the astronaut that like that brought them to earth and there's just so many other things i'm trying to find my list here um she venom like no one's like no one knows that she venom is a thing they're all like why does venom have boobs that doesn't make any sense like why are they doing that? She Venom is a and that was and that was the other thing too. It's like people were like grossed out. It's like, oh, what the hell? Venom kissed Eddie Brock. I'm like, it was She Venom. I mean, of course you're not gonna get that, yeah. but when when She Venom came in the forest and saved him, I'm like, I was like, oh my god. I was like, I was I was actually excited. And she just comes and goes like, hey Eddie, and just mooches him. And then uh, Venom bonds back to uh, to Eddie. That, yeah, that was a good. Um, that was a good. That was a good part of the film. But still, like. 
I, I mean, I, I don't understand why people were disgusted by that. I don't know. It, well, it, it is, is kind of part of the Mars thing. But like, what I'm saying, well, yeah, like what I'm saying is, folks love the relationship between Eddie and the symbiote. Like, that's one of the things that, like, that that everyone was saying was was the best relationship between Eddie and the symbiote. But they only really, they only really like explored that in the last five. 15 minutes where they said oh well these are good guys these are bad guys but but anyway like i was saying um yeah like with the fan service uh uh venom said he's like weak to sound and then he says and fire too and then um maybe near the end where venom said he wants to eat some chocolate maybe that's some fan service too but there was just a lot of little things that people like unless you're a huge venom fan you would have not known these at all um, like the, the bald, the bald head of security guy, his name was Treese, and there was a character in, a Lethal Protector, who was also the head of security. Now, he wasn't named Treese, but there was a bald head of security who, like, worked for him, so that's just in, a little bit Yeah, in more Lethal of, Protector, uh, Roland, yeah, in Lethal Protector, Roland Treese was that, um, millionaire guy who was trying to, um, get all the homeless people out of underground san francisco to get that gold yeah um so there was just a whole lot of fan service but what well of course like the then of course there's a scene near the end you know with you know in the jail sale and all that so that's also some more fan service but what i'm very curious of is what's going to happen next because we don't know at at all we don't know if they could just stop making Venom, if they're going to make the Morbius movie, or just make Venom movies. We don't know if there's something to be in the MCU, if they're going to force uh, Spidey over into Venom. We just don't know. And that's, I think, the most... That's, like, the worst part about this, because I would love a sequel to expand on Eddie and Venom, but if these factors I mean... that, like, Sony wants don't hit, then... There's nothing that's going to happen with this set of uh, I mean of, of movies. I mean, here, here's the thing though. Okay, so Venom, it, it's come out right. It's now well the second or third day now into it. It um, and I'm looking at this uh, Salvation uh, post, and right now Venom's starting to cross over the 80 million mark again. We we really don't know if they're going to make a second part because um, again, whoever's watching or hearing this right now. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen the post credit scene. Okay, so we finally get to see Cletus, and it is Woody Harrison that's playing him. So yeah. we are gonna probably, if, if again, depending on how this goes, we don't know. They can pull the plug. If not, if they go ahead and make a second film, it's gonna be pretty much uh, Venom versus Carnage. It's going to, it's going to be that movie. No, it's gonna be. It's gonna be solely. It's gonna be Venom versus that awful, awful wig, is what it's gonna be. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Carnage curl. There's a reference for you, the Carnage curl. So you know, what would be interesting. We, we is, see the scene. Yeah, what'd be interesting is if in the sequel, uh, he actually doesn't have that hair. Like maybe uh, when he gets out, maybe he shaves it or something, so it's not so freaking ridiculous. <laughs> I, I swear, I, I saw that and I'm like, he, he looks like he looks like Ronald McDonald. Seriously, I'm if, like if that you, is. If you look, that though, hair was too big on him. If you if you look at his his facial structure with that hair, 
you could see some similarities to classic Cletus Cassidy in the comics. It was that I was actually a bit astounded. I was like, wow, he actually kind of looks like if Cletus Cassidy just stepped out of the book. But it was a bit ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, um, other accent he got right. I, I'll give him that, but the wig was just—it was a little overboard. And if they, if it was just slightly smaller, more proportioned, then yeah, it would be, it, it would have worked. But again, still, just seeing him just stand uh, sitting in the cell, yeah, and writing whatever he was writing, he was you know he was doing using his own blood. He was, yeah, he was writing "Welcome yeah. Eddie" in his own blood. See, my thing is they just made it so blatant that it's carnage. He has the red wig, he's right in blood, and then he says carnage. Like, you could have been more subtle with that. I mean, but seriously. <laughs> but, man, like, that's like the one scene, like, everyone's like, oh my god, dude, they're gonna do carnage next. Oh my god, dude. But, man, they could have toned that down a whole lot. Um, My also thing is the best case scenario, I think, is that Disney's, by some miracle of God, lets Venom be part of the MCU, and they just make Venom movies. They don't make Morbius, they don't make Nightwatch, or whoever else, they just do Venom movies, because if they do a Morbius movie, and they do all these other movies, you're not going to have Carnage for a while. They're going to make the Morbius movie, then they're going to make the Nightwatch movie, then they're going to make the Silver Sable movie, and then they'll have a big crossover with Carnage. But of course, Morbius and those other movies will tank, so then they'll have to redo the entire thing. So what we want is for Disney just to accept Venom, and then we can sort of levy it into having the Spider-Man crossover, then have Carnage. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean... I guess I agree with you there, because... Um, the more the more I think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the more it bothers me, and the more that I don't want one of my favorite characters involved in that universe. Um, and just I feel like it would be too messy to try and integrate Venom into the MCU, and I I already don't like what they've done with so many characters like basically turning Peter Parker in Homecoming into Miles Morales and just even as I think back on some of the Sony movies but at least they were able to stand out on their own and um, so some of them I really felt that they did better justice to the characters than the MCU has and so for that reason, I don't want Venom to be, you know, suddenly owned by Disney. Like, I think I could be okay if they did a shared property sort of thing, but I don't trust them to give any more nuance than Sony did or did not do uh, in this most recent film. I do agree where I, I've been a proponent for a long time where I said, you know, I don't want Venom in the MCU. I, I I mean, I'm not saying I don't want Venom to ever cross paths with Spider-Man. I would, uh, but I would caution Venom being in the MCU because if you look at it, I mean, just think about it. If Venom was ever in the MCU, 
he would just be a Spider-Man villain. And look at Marvel's track records with villains. Like, they've had a few, uh, a handful of villains that um, have had large roles. They were fully developed, and they got multiple parts. But I feel like Venom would have been one of those villains. They just, you know, show up one movie, get killed off, and that would be the end of it. Um, whereas, you are, yeah. Whereas with, I mean, look at Vulture. I mean, Vulture was yeah. the last Spider-Man movie we just got. He was amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, but, but still, I mean, well, like, I want to there was another. Right if they just. Yeah. Well, yeah. You go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. So, the the other thing is, if we if if this Venom movie had never happened, I don't believe we've ever, we would ever have gotten a solo Venom movie, and I think. I believe that Venom deserves his own solo movie, um, and I I don't really care that if it if it's tied to Spider Man or not. It doesn't matter to me. All I want is Venom. I would agree with you, Ryan, because if 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 Venom spawned from the MCU, uh, I don't think we would have got a Venom this accurate because the relationship between Eddie and the symbiote would not have been explored as in depth that it was in this movie and like we wouldn't have all these cool scenes like with like them like developing like that would just not would have happened and I don't think Venom would have been that serious as a character because it's the MCU they would have made all the if Venom would would uh, come across as uh, as scary and as threatening as he should be but now that they already have Venom set up outside of the MCU, I'm now fine with them moving him into it uh, uh, just as long as he still maintains uh, who who he is with, like, with, like, the relationship between Eddie and the symbiote. But yeah. that's just me. So another thing is, you know, you can, you can give Sony all the crap you want about how they've handled Spider-Man and everything. But, I mean, just think about what's coming up with Sony uh, and that's the, the next movie coming out is the um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and that one looks like it's going to be really good and uh, it was uh, like Venom had two end credit scenes the first one was the Cleus Cassie scene and the second one was just a pre like a preview of the Into the Spider-Verse uh, movie and they prefaced that preview with in another universe and I think I like where Sony is going with this where they're treating it as you know Venom is just another universe in the spider-verse and Marvel could easily um, say hey we acknowledge there is a multiverse and that Sony's spider-verse is a part of that multiverse and we can work because I mean they're they're already dealing with like Doctor Strange who has been to different dimensions and universes? He has that kind of power, and in this in this kind of new phase of of the Marvel movies that will spot that will spin out of the last, next Avengers movie, it's it's fertile ground to do something really crazy, especially with integrating the X Men and the Fantastic Four. We can say, hey, we. You know, the MCU is one universe, whereas maybe the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, and all the Spider-Man stuff are other universes. And we can have a 
a um, you know a Secret Wars type of situation go on where you know uh, all the all the universes get destroyed, everyone gets combined to one universe, and and all that happens, and everyone's now all together. So I think that would be the next the best step for this franchise is you know keep the Venom franchise as it is, and then have it kind of integrate into the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe with the rest of these properties in a um, in a fluid kind of uh, cinematic way, you know, uh, have a huge story where they're just combining all these properties and saying, hey, we're finally all in on the same page. We're all in the same universe. But, but here's no. the thing I'm going to bring up. I was going to yeah. bring up the fact that, that Tom Hardy, he's, 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 I think he's gone on record and he said something about him signing on for three uh, for two other did one right i mean again i if that if that is the case and if that that's what you're trying i just hope that they can they can hire tom hardy again because again he did a fantastic job portraying eddie brock he did a very phenomenal job of voicing venom and i just hope they can somehow try to keep him into you know the keep him motivated to doing the part that's the thing because if we just get a completely different Venom, it's not going to be the same. Who knows if it's even going to be better than what Tom Hardy did, you know? And, uh, but, yeah, and another thing is, like, yeah, he's, he says he signed up for, like, I'm going off of what you're saying here. He says he signed up for three of these movies, so we have two more to go. Um, and if we do happen to get along the line a huge cross-company uh, crossover with all these properties combining together... Um, you know, if it happens that Tom Hardy says he doesn't want to do this anymore, uh, then it would be, uh, Agent Venom fans' opportunity to perhaps get Agent Venom. Not if you want to do it in the MCU, because that's what I, okay, alright, um, let me backtrack. Um, what you said, Orion, is all, that's all well and good, but Sony did not make this movie with the mindset that this is going to be their new Venom universe. They made this movie in mind that's why this world is so vague so they so that they can fit it into the MCU. That's the only reason they made this movie. So there's so from their standpoint it's either this movie goes in the MCU or or it's not going to be then they'll expand on their own universe. So, what I'm thinking is that Sony just really needs this to be. If it doesn't, then that's going to be a, another universe that just goes in the trash because they can't survive with off of Venom and Morbius and Nightwatch. They made this movie just so it, it could fit into the MC, and that's the same exact reason it was not rated R. Series cannot survive unless it gets into the MCU. And one thing I just thought we should do: uh, why don't we just list our pros and cons? Let's go down the line. Uh, let's start with John and just list movie, and we'll all do that, and then we'll list what we didn't like about the movie. Oh, am I going first? Okay. Um, so we're going with what we liked first. So let's go with the pros. Let's start. Okay. Uh, well, 
I can I can definitely tell you guys that like right when the movie ended, I got up and I and I said to myself, you know what, I really enjoyed this movie, and I think it's because I really just love the character of Venom, and I think that this is just a, it's not perfect, it's not great, but Venom in this movie is pretty cool. I mean, he's a cool character, and to see him on the big screen is just cool. And so I think like they did a really good job with most of the visual effects. Uh, Venom, I think this is kind of a neat thing. I've never known how to picture Venom talking uh, because I'd, I've never known, like, he doesn't really have lips or anything, you know, saying any words properly. But in this movie, like, when he said lungs, pancreas, all that nonsense, like, I was like, dang, his, you know, talking animation looks really fantastic. And now when I read the comics, that's kind of what I'm going to picture it as. Uh, so I think they did a really good job, especially considering they only had a year to do most of the special effects. So kudos on them. Um, while it, uh, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock isn't great as far as, like, he's not Eddie Brock. He's just kind of goofy Tom Hardy. I did like him in the role. Um Otherwise, Anne was okay. You know, she played her role well. The actress did. Uh, yeah, and it was really, it was funny. We laughed at a good bit of parts. So, I, and I liked the relationship, even though it was kind of unearned, but we'll get into that later. I did like the end product where they were like kind of goofing around with each other. So those are my positives. Uh, you can go next, Kit. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll go. So, uh, a lot of people know that I honestly kind of went to this movie uh, half hoping, half dreading what they would do with Anne because I do really love her and she is absolutely one of my favorite characters and I am, I will never forgive them for offing her in, uh, I believe it was 2000. And so it was really really delightful to see her here and i like the changes that they made to her characters which is not something i say very often um because usually i like when they kind of stick to the script stick to the canon but i like how she had this understanding with venom how she was able to even form a temporary bond with with it and uh you know, obviously going off to save her disaster of an ex-boyfriend, and um, so she was she was really fantastic, and I I loved Michelle Williams in the in the role, and just the way that she she had Eddie back the the whole time um, gives me hope that she can continue to be an ally for him in this universe, and that's like I really cannot ask for more um, than what they did for her. So that that was just absolutely phenomenal. And uh, as, I, as I said, I like the little John Jameson Easter egg. He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, Dan Lewis was an absolute delight. I want to see him again as well. Just the, the potential for things that they can do further on and uh, the, uh, the voice of the uh, symbiote was very good, uh, very on par. Um, and, you know, something that I've always not had a great 
clear idea on how I would hear it and I, I do and, and that's kind of nice. So uh, overall, I thought it was solid and, and as a really big Venom fan, it made me happy. Okay, um, so I guess it's my turn now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, so things I liked. Um, this movie was the most comic-accurate Venom I think we are ever going to get. Because just the fact that, like, you know, I kind of hate that I, like, saw this video before the actual movie, but just the fact that they said Eddie Brock and the Daily Globe scandal. Because everywhere else, you'll see Eddie Brock works at the Daily Bugle. And I, I swear, this is the only place outside of the comics where they have said that Eddie Brock worked at this other paper besides the Daily Bugle. But, so it's, it's not just that. Um, um, like It's the fact that they used Ann Wang, the fact that they used she venom and like all these other well, the fact that they use that use carlton drake like no no one knows who those characters are but i very much appreciated how they went out of their way to please the like the 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 tens the the 20 amount of venom fans who would get all of those references and know who those folks are um like y'all said the effects were great and i as I said earlier, I loved how they worked on Eddie and the Venom symbiote relationship. Um, I loved how the symbiote said he's a loser on his world suit because that's like going back to his origin where like he's one of the few symbiotes that wants to work with their host instead of just consuming them like Riot and the others did. Um Tom Hardy, uh, I was very unclear of what he wanted to accomplish with this movie. Uh, a lot of the scenes, you know, again, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to laugh at him or laugh with him, or or if they were just plain awkward. Like the like the scene that stands out is the one um, um, at the beginning where he's angry at the neighbor across the room that's like on. Uh, his guitar and like he just weird like kind of kind of face like is that supposed to be funny is that just like that that's just one of those scenes where it's like is this supposed to be funny like especially like Mank. was that supposed to be funny was that supposed to be just weird you know it, it was just kind of all over the place with how he was trying to act i suppose i know like he's a very good actor but i just feel like the scenes he like had to do were very off um, let's see what else. I very liked, I very much liked Anne Wang, She Venom. Uh, also, the few Venom scenes we got were amazing, of course. Like him, like running up the building was very much a scene right out of Ultimate Spider Man, um, like in the video game where he's just running up the, the building and you can see like the claw marks in the building as he's going up. That, that very much hit me because I love that scene. And like I said earlier, like the scene where he fights the SWAT team, you know, he's using the stealth. He's like, he's like using the tendrils. He's hopping in the roof. He's, it, it was just amazing. I just love those entire scenes. But it just kills me that the 
story of the movie was very, uh, I don't know how to say it. It was very choppy and it was, didn't make a whole lot of sense, but, um, yeah, um, I guess that's where I want to stop. Oh, Stanley, Stanley. Uh, <laughs> I was very happy that we had a Stanley cameo because, you know, ever since Spider-Man three was out, they're saying like, they're going to make a, they're going to make a, a Venom movie, and I swear I saw an article years ago where it said Stan Lee is up for a Venom film cameo. So I was hoping that Stan Lee was gonna, well, like, knock it. Well, well, I don't want to say that, but but I'm just happy Stan Lee was in the actual movie. And I also liked how maybe it was sort of where the symbiote said, Who is this guy? Um, um, because that's another thing I don't think a lot of folks know is that Stan Lee had nothing to do with Venom. He didn't make Venom. He didn't do anything with Venom. So just the fact that Stanley was still there and that the, maybe there's a joke where the symbiote didn't know who he was was kind of funny to me. So, and I guess I'm done rambling right now. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yes. Um, as Aaron stated before, yeah, Stanley does make a cameo in this film. Uh, before I get to the stuff that, that I like, the one thing I want the one thing I wanted to say about that scene, at the same time, yeah, it was it was great to see Stan in the movie, but again, part of me is like, Stan, what what are you doing here? You you didn't create Venom. I thought you only cameoed in in superhero film and superhero films that you've actually co created. And you know, it, it kind of sucks that um, <laughs> Todd McFarlane and Dave Michelini, uh, they weren't. You know, I was kind of hoping they would make it make a cameo in this film, but they didn't. Um, you know, again, uh, the scene where Venom goes like, who's that guy? Oh, <laughs> and then the dog, you know, the, he's walking his dog and the dog can sense Venom in Eddie's body. You know, that was, that was a pretty funny scene. But, um, uh, as, as for the things that I really, really enjoyed in this film, again, most that I've already said before, uh, all the action scenes involving Venom were fantastic. I, I was, I was very entertained. Uh, you know, I loved how, um, Tom Hardy did his voice lines for Venom. It was very enjoyable, you know. I did like this scene, you know, near the ending where you got that thug and he wants his protection money from um, Mrs. Chen that runs the convenience store, right? And then he's like, you know what, I'm just going to eat this guy's head. Um, unfortunately, though, they didn't change the turn in the wind um, part. You know, I was kind of hoping they would have said something else. You know, personally for me, what they could have done for that scene, uh, instead of uh, a turn in the wind, they could have actually they could have gave us, uh, you know, something. Venom could have finally said, uh, "Let's eat your brains" or something, but they didn't do that. Venom didn't say anything about brains in this film, which was kind of a little of a letdown. Um, all the fight scenes in the film with uh, Venom right? it was a good it was a good fight scene. I did like it. You know, they did uh, show, you know, the effects of the sonic sounds affecting both uh, Venom and Riot. So they got that right. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the whole, again, the whole, I just wish the, the plot was a little uh, improved. And, uh, you know, the chemistry between Eddie and Venom was really great. Their dialogues were very enjoyable, you know. Um, and, yeah, just overall, just the whole... The whole action scenes just was very entertaining to me. So yeah. So uh, my my pros, I would say, um, 
I definitely really loved how much of uh, Michelle Williams and Wang we got in this movie. That was definitely a huge pro for me, especially since they threw in She Venom. I I had a fit in my seat when I saw that. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they just did that. Um, another thing I liked uh, was basically, um, you know, the, the uh, we we knew since near the beginning uh, when we first started getting details about this movie. Uh, that on Eddie's notebook when he was interviewing uh, Carlton Drake, there was a line about um, how the Life Foundation was using homeless people for their experiments and everything. And I'm glad that in the movie, um, that wasn't the only little throwaway thing they did um, to kind of tie uh, Eddie's connection to the homeless community um, because that was a strong part of his entire 90s run with all of his different miniseries that was that he was always um, he was always close to the homeless community of San Francisco and we got a character in um, Melora Walters uh, Maria uh, who was a homeless woman um, that he had a kind of a, um, a casual relationship with you know he'd see her like every day on the corner and I liked that interaction that was really nice um, sad what happened to her um, but then I also liked there there was a there was one it was a very quick um, scene and I think it's, it's not really talked about much but I think it was a huge scene uh, it, it was it was a very huge line I should say it's, it's pretty much a single line and that is when uh, when Anne discovers uh, Eddie as Venom and you know she's asking him you know what what the hell was that what's going on everything and he says you know it's it's like i have a parasite blah blah and she's like oh my god i mean like how are you feeling and he like to to stop her from talking he's like i'm i feel really scared okay i just feel really scared and i was like that humanized eddie for me like that made him believable because you know in the comics when eddie bonds to venom there's never really uh, a period when you see him like, oh my god, I'm bonded to an alien being. I don't, I don't know what it wants or anything, and it's putting me in dangerous situations. And we got that with the film, where it's like he's freaking out because he has this really hungry alien who wants to eat people and eat other things, um, and he, he's always getting being like body snatched like he, uh, Ben would take control of his body and he would be doing things he wouldn't normally do he'd be getting shot at and everything and he, it was completely believable that this Eddie Brock would be completely frightened by all that's going on and like he's just long for the ride and I loved that one line because like that sold me for Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock and then um Let's see. An another thing I liked was, uh, I guess, uh, I think just the fact that how close we got to um, the source material with uh, Planet of the Symbiotes, where it, it kind of had the same plot where, uh, oh, they're trying to bring s more symbiotes to Earth, and they're and all the symbiotes are intending to. Um, 
take over and use uh, humans as cattle. And I, I kind of like that because um, it, it just ties back to the comics and um, it, it, it was just nice to see. Um, otherwise, uh, I, I have almost like nothing but praise for this movie. I can keep going on and on about everything I loved about the movie. Uh, it's going to be difficult to say what uh, my cons are. So, um, at, at least I can say like a few little notable things because when, when I'm watching, when I watch this movie, I'm never keeping a critical eye out for anything. I was just like, I'm just here to experience something I've been waiting for for over a decade. So, uh, I would say in, in retrospect, um, one of the major cons for me was Riot's entire uh, body hopping uh, scene where he first uh, hops from uh, Colonel Jameson or whoever it was uh, and hops onto the uh, paramedic then the paramedic kind of walks all the way to this uh, this village or something and then hops onto an old lady and then six months pass and Riot is still on the old lady and she's only just getting to an airport to fly to uh to fly to San Francisco. It's like, okay, so in that six month time period, what was Riot doing and why was he still bonded to that one lady? So, that's. Yeah, that, that was so weird. It's like, oh, I know. Now that you bring it up, Orion, yeah, that was. That didn't make any, any lick of sense to me. Especially the fact that, like, he just, like, knows where to go, exactly. Unless he could sense traces of venom or the other simians that they captured but again it's not implied it's not it's not talked upon it, it just that was so odd and that was that's a that was a big plot hole too there so i think i gotta say my favorite part about this movie is probably just like showing the relationship between eddie and the symbiote i don't think it was perfect with how some of the symbiote was portrayed like the dynamic they had together and really fun like watching them joke together and, and do things and I, I gotta say anytime like full Venom was on screen it was really fun like absolutely just watching him just trash people watching him like Aaron said like climb up the building just like awe and powerful it was really cool looking and it it, it I think it's kind of it's a little bittersweet for me too because it just he could have looked that much better if he had the spider symbol and that's always gonna hurt that he he almost looked perfect but <laughs> that I really liked Anne's character like a lot of things Kit was saying better in the movie than in the comics like I I loved how she was like a, a strong female woman I, I and I know that's kind of silly thing to say but but it's true I mean. She, out when she saw Venom at first but then she like she like stays level headed it's like alright let's get you to the hospital talking to it she's smart she forces it out of him because she like she like learned its weakness how they handled the character and plus I mean so awesome I, I did not expect him to have a, a She-Venom scene in this movie happen like when that happened on screen I was just like awestruck I think that was one of my top favorite scenes. Just seeing Shiva coming out of the forest, that that was great. I loved it. The queen. I loved, 
And, and she sounded perfect. I mean, Eddie, Eddie, sound, or the symbiote in general sounded awesome. I loved how Venom's voice was. And yeah, and, and honestly, it was pretty funny. Like, I feel like humor doesn't always land in these sorts of movies, but I'd say the humor absolutely landed in most of the parts. Like, when, when Venom symbiote, and then the Venom symbiote's trying to get them back together a lot, it's like, it's like you should apologize to her. It's like, oh, oh yeah. She, yeah. does, she doesn't realize we're, we're going to get back together with her. <laughs> like, that was fun. And yeah, then... that, like, I think a lot of people um, who wanted a dark and gritty Venom movie uh, were taken aback by all the humor. And, and it, it's like, you guys, if you read the source material of Lethal Protector and uh, Pine of the Symbiotes, you will realize, and a lot of the older Venom comics, you will realize... It's not all dark and gritty with Venom. It's there's there is a measure of humor and silliness to it. Venom, Venom can be a very goofy character, and I'm glad they got that across while still having him sort of be like a little edgy, because uh, that's sort of what Venom is. And I am I'm I'm glad. That's probably what I'm most glad that this movie has introduced people. No, Venom's not just a monster. Definitely, the symbiote is its own character, and it works in tandem with Eddie. Funny thing is, uh, Mr. Gallows again on our Discord is saying uh, Hardy's voice is now to Venom what Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy are to Joker and Batman, and I I gotta say I kind I kind of agree. I mean, I mean we did have Hank Azaria on the animated series that that was fantastic, um, and then of course um, I, I forget who the voice actor was for the um, the PS One game. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think Tom Hardy's Venom voice is going to be a, a definitive voice whenever you hear it, or you know, if you're reading something, you'll hear his voice. Unfortunately, we got to talk about cons now. So I, I say we go in the same order we just went. What we didn't like about the movie. I mean, oh boy, not in yeah. there. Uh. What I would like to say right now is, like, I'm our cons, didn't we? Like, along with the pros, like, didn't we do that? You did, but oh, I did. <laughs> nobody no. else did. So it's just mean, it's just me not paying attention then. Okay, well, uh, mine again. Uh, movie felt off. Hardy's acting was kind of off as well. The editing, the story was very much, I don't want to say slapped together, but it kind of felt like it was half the time. It was very bare minimum. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Riot. Let's talk about Riot. Um, uh, Ryan, you said, why was Riot there for six months? I think that was either just, again, the story being not that well written, or there's some sort of other story that we didn't hear. I'm assuming he didn't, he, he stayed with the old lady for six months because she was a nice uh, host, and, you know, she, like, this movie, they, like, they sort of said, like, bonding with the symbiote is, like, I'm an organ transplant. You have to be an exact match, and I kind of like that idea, because maybe there's some people that don't need to be hosts of the symbiotes, you know, that would work awesome in the comics. We could just throw some of those guys out there who aren't uh, good hosts matches, but I guess we'll see that later. Um, so, so I'm thinking... Either there's a story where Riot and the old lady had some sort of relationship and they kind of walked the earth for six months, or again, it was just poorly 
slapped in there. And Riots was also very much underdeveloped, but I did like how we had some sort of some sort of character where where he did care for the other three symbiotes that were captured. You know, uh, Drake was saying that he was sorry that the other two died, and that and even then, like when he ran into Venom at the end, he said, "Venom, just get in the rockets." So like he so. So even though like Venom is seen as a loser, like Riot still very much cares for his, for his, for I guess like the species you want to say. So I guess I sort of liked where they had little bits of, little bits of character of Riot thrown in there. But again, he was very much undeveloped, and he was just there, just to be like a big bad at the end for no reason. That's all I'm gonna say. Say that you also ignore my instructions of we'll go in the same order as before. So, <laughs> well, I, I was talking about Khan, so I mean, I was going to come out there, but then, then we had to talk about Riot, so yeah. yeah. All right, so now let's go over to John's cons. Okay, um, so just keep in mind, this is I've only seen the movie once, and I talked about it with my friends for like an hour after the movie. We went to Applebee's and just just sat down and talked about it for a lot of the plot holes and stuff. But the main things that kind of bothered me personally, I thought the, the motorcycle chase scene was okay, but I think it dragged on a little too long. I'm not a big fan of chase scenes, though, so like that's kind of my personal thing. Uh, I agree with everyone about, you know, Rhythm and, and his character and Riot kind of just kind of, like, being wasted right like they didn't really do enough and i feel like they could have i think aaron's idea of riot traveling the world with the old lady could have been a neat idea and but uh, we'll never know but he was kind of wasted um the beginning dragged on a little too long for me i thought it was like going at a decent pace until the six months later uh and and it took a while to get established but again it, it had some really good stuff like with the homeless lady uh like orion said um, the movie was tonally kind of weird. Like, I feel like that that scene with Isaac was like left over from when it was like a horror movie, if that makes sense. Like, that was a shocking scene of him getting consumed by the symbiote. It was like really disturbing. But then for the rest of the movie, it's kind of like a goofy buddy cop film. Um, so kind of kind of weird tonally. Uh. And, and my biggest pet peeve with the movie is that, like, uh, Venom's heel turn. Like, when Venom and Eddie talk to each other face-to-face for the first time, Venom's like, uh, you're my ride, I don't really care about you or anything like that. He's just like, you're just a good match, and you're going to help me launch this rocket, right? And then the very, like, next scene with Venom and Eddie they're suddenly like best buds, right? And they're joking and, and they go on top of the building and they're like, and Venom's just like, you know what? I actually like this place and you changed my mind, Eddie. And it's just like, maybe the 40 minutes that were cut out had moments where they were like bonding. Uh-huh. But like they, they didn't show it in the film nearly enough. It just kind of happened. Like Venom went from, uh, wanting to destroy the world to suddenly liking it and then like loving Eddie, you know, it was it, like, I love what it became because they're fun, but it just didn't earn it. It just didn't happen. 
We never did see the dancing scene either, so. <laughs> no, we didn't. Look, John, Eddie, Eddie's just that good of a kisser, all right? Like, he's that I good. So, right. That, <laughs> and, I, and I feel like that scene was kind of awkward when, when they were saying his heart was failing or something along those lines. And, and Eddie was just like, I thought we were pals. And I was like, when did we establish that you were pals? You know, like, a second ago, you guys didn't like each other and you were freaking out. But then suddenly we're supposed to believe this really dramatic moment where they're like, getting torn apart and I, and I didn't buy it and it came across as kind of awkward um I, i'm sure it bothered you guys too i don't know if anyone's brought it up but i i'm not a fan of the symbiotes just having names like venom and riot yes I feel like it would have been better if venom and eddie came up with the name maybe even at the end of the movie right but like it, it it leads to awkward dialogue, like Anne saying, "I'm sorry about Venom," and it's just kind of weird because, like, to me as a Venom fan, like Venom is Eddie and the symbiote, or the symbiote attached to whoever it is, right? Like, it's not just the symbiote, right? Like, why does this alien creature? It's uh, definitely really weird. Like, like you just said, it's an alien. Why is it called Venom? It's like, hi, I'm named after one of your Earth. Things like we're all edgy earth names for no real reason. That's just what our names are. Like, just... And not only that, did, did did they even mention Riot's name even once in the film? Did I miss that, or did Venom ever call him that one time? He called him Riot, so obviously they do have names. So. Right, very weird. Uh, yeah, they could have they could have explained it, but they didn't. They just kind of had Venom say, "Hey, I'm Venom," and then. Later on, he was like, "We have that's riot. We have to stop," and that was basically it. Um, yeah. Um, so, and then we have when I get out, I'm gonna cause carnage. If you don't oh, know who geez. I am. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'll, I'll start like, "Hey, hey, Eddie, when I get out of this prison, it's gonna be carnage." Yeah. So are you saying you're some sort of venom? Are you saying right. you're? you're some sort of riot on the streets, dude. Right, that was super cheesy at the end, and I think the wig kind of ruined it. Honestly, honestly, like I know it wouldn't be comic accurate, but Woody Harrelson without the wig would have been preferable for me personally, because uh, I think Woody Harrelson, while he's like old, I think he can play a good like hick, which you know he has the potential to be good. I just don't think he was good in that scene. Like they made him be like a like a creepy serial killer instead of just like, to me, Cleese Cassidy is just some hick who likes to kill people. Like he's not all about writing bloody messages on the wall. Maybe that's just me. He did it when he was lobotomized. I think. Uh, I, will, but... I will fight you. He is not a hick. I will fight you. IRL. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, I guess that's just me then. I because I am like a hillbilly. I'm from West Virginia. I kind of picture him. Like my kin, but I, well, I do dude, take I'm from Tennessee, you know that. Come on, <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, and, and to to be fair though, he has been mostly written as a hick ever since uh, Zeb Wells with uh, Carnage Family Feud. So, yeah, I mean that's just kind of how I picture him. You don't have to like the animated series made him like he wasn't really a hick there. He's just kind of a crazy person. But those are my major. Hey man, that's what he said all the time in that series. <laughs> <laughs> right 
So those are my major complaints about the movie. Uh, like, I don't know if we're going to have a separate section for the plot holes. Those are more like nitpicks, right? Um, no, I think <laughs> I think uh, we're probably wrapping up towards the end of our review for this. We still got to do okay. the uh, first uh, house review. I'll just say these real quick. Like, there's a lot of stuff that kind of, like, didn't make sense to me. Like, the, like, they had a plane passing by over Venom and it hurt him. But the rocket launch didn't affect anyone, which was kind of weird. Like, they're kind of ignoring the sound thing for that scene because movie. Uh, I think they were, uh, although I you think know, that, and, to, and, to their credit, they were consistent with the fire weakness. They used fire once, right? It was just the jet fuel that, <laughs> that uh, but burned up. There was, there's a, there was a blink it and miss, uh, blink and you will miss it uh, scene during the uh, motorcycle chase. Remember when he breaks and rolls through the fire if you watch and oh. look at his hand the symbiote actually peels back and kind of hides itself and then has to come right. back out again what were those things shooting like it wasn't they were just suicide bombs they were just, they were just like, explosion like, drones but, but, but like what why would the cars like, like with like blue fire why is it blue like, fire like like a was it like like a calming agent? Like it could have been fire. Like was it just fire? But it was blue. It looked like fire, dude. It looked like they were just miniature bombs. So so it was just Face blue fire. Drugs. That's all it was. Yeah. So like yeah blue. yeah. Here you got Carlton Drake saying, "Don't hurt my symbiote." Oh, also shoot little bombs at it. So yeah, like it had to be I'm something else besides fire. They were probably sonic grenades that probably would not cause lethal harm to the studio, but they probably would separate it away from its host, which is essentially what uh, Drake wanted to do, which is another reason why I don't understand why he would so willingly, or maybe not willingly, bond with Riot when he kept referring to Venom as my symbiote, and I was, and then to suddenly be like, Oh well, I'm okay if I don't have my video. I'll take this other video. That's fine. He could have just I, I for it to have I any video at all. <laughs> putting it up to the floor of the cons because I don't know if we have time to just do it one by one. But yeah, I'm yeah, sorry that, that... I, took a, I I really did enjoy the movie. I don't mean to be bashing it so much. Those are no. just kind of the problems. But, but like something I have issue with a lot, like uh especially with Riot, Riot and Carlton Drake's motivations are completely separate, and for some reason they're working together at the end, like uh, uh, Carlton, or Drake wants to, like, evolve humanity and wear symbiotes to venture into space. The thing is, like, he he's preaching uh, the, about how how the world is on the brink of collapse, and I'm like, I didn't get that from that film. I mean, again... Yeah, and at the, the end, just, he's trying with Riot to bring symbiotes to kill everybody. It didn't make any sense. And then the whole, like, the whole, like, Venom just changing his mind that he likes people now. And then there's the whole, like, oh, Eddie, this symbiote's hurting your heart. And, like, it's killing you. And then that's, uh, Venom's just like, no, I'm not. I can fix that. And then he's forgotten about. He's like, whatever. Eddie's fine. You know, it's just no big deal. My my main gripe with the movie overall is that as I was watching it, Eddie Brock did not feel to me like Eddie Brock. Like, my impression of him has always been quite a lot more 
serious, a little bit more elegant in his in his speech and in the way that he was written primarily by uh, David uh, Michelini. And so to see him in this kind of goofy, outlandish characterization is really strange to me. And like, honestly, the way that he was a mess was not the way that Eddie Brock is usually a mess. And it's a little bit more like the way that Slash Johnson is a mess. Like the way that Slash would react to things like hardship and adversity and uh, when his life is falling apart, that's kind of how he is. See that apply to Eddie is, I think, almost a disservice to the character. And even the way that he interacted with the with the symbiote is very strange to me because, again, it reminds me more of how actors with Black Thompson. Um, and report it's very very how canonically Eddie's has been and so I I hope that if we get a sequel that they kind of mend that a little bit maybe change up some of the symbiote's dialogue uh, it's so weird to me to hear so many English colloquialisms from the symbiote and that's, that's just kind of my take on that so I think there are things that they can clean up a little bit. Like, I recognize it's an alternate universe and that things are going to be different. Um, I just don't want to watch a movie where every time, like, I I hear, like, a certain phrase or a certain mannerism, I think of Flash. I don't want to think of Flash. I want to think of Eddie. And that's, that's how I feel about that. I, I said this earlier in, the, in when we were talking about it. It very much does remind me of like an early two thousand superhero movie, like Ghost Rider or something. Like, story, but there are enjoyable, a lot of enjoyable moments in it for like the cheesiness and goofiness. It's, I I think another big complaint I have is that the fact that cookie cut cutter movie, like it doesn't do much that's different other than having like two main leads. It you have like you know the guy getting his powers how to use them over the course of the movie falling action and whatnot and and then friggin gets the symbiote taken away and then but then he gets it back an evil version of himself at the end like it's it's very basic and it's just i don't know it's it's, yeah like they they kept on uh, promoting it as like the world has enough superheroes Right, and this was just another super. Like Eddie Brock in this movie is just a stand-up guy. He's just kind of nice. He does. He's not like a tortured character at all. I think like he killed like what was it two people in the movie, like two bad bad guys, and like you know he didn't have any kind of like uh, edge to him, if you will. He was just kind of a goofy guy uh, who had their fun and they ate two people again uh by the way i do not like him eating people i'm sorry i just don't like it no like eddie brock does not eat people like i don't care who you are eddie brock does not eat people Uh, i'm sorry flash thompson eats people matt gargan eats people but eddie brock does not eat people no matter how much you want to trash on him 
I've said I said it. I said. Well, Eddie ate brains too. Anyway, so. like like I said, no, I'm gonna just make this. I'm just gonna make this sweet and simple. Like again, for me, the whole thing in this movie, I did not care about Riz Ahmed's character as Carlton Drake or as Riot. I am sorry. Every time when he, every time when Carlton Drake was on screen, it just it just bore me to death. Like he was just such a a, a lack a, a very poor lackluster of a villain. Uh, that really didn't impress me. I mean, I mean, again, as for Riot, I mean, yeah, he did look cool in his CGI. Everything, his his overall appearance was nice, but like, I just didn't understand why he was already copying Carnage's style with the with the axes. You know, if it was just the sharp claws, then yeah, that that would have been fine. But him already forming axes and sharp weaponry, that's like more of Carnage's thing, you know. But you know what can you do again i just i again like i said i just didn't really care for uh, riz riz character it, it was just it was just so boring to me and that was pretty uh, much the yeah. main thing i hated still on riot um yeah riot was a very odd choice because he is the one spawn of that that has done absolutely nothing like he he is a non-character very much so and I thought it was very weird that they chose him um, over all of the others, like Phage and and Lasher, Agony, and Scream. Um, toward the end, he did have spikes on him that looked more like Phage, which was sort of odd. But then also, I was kind of confused um, on the fact that he and Venom, along with Riz and Eddie, both kind of bonded. That was that was sort of weird, like wasn't it? That they kind of like made like one one kind of two humans two sort of like well, I don't know like amalgamation monster thing like wasn't that kind of weird in one else though that was long, like a few seconds long but they kind of like merged into one no yes I mean yeah, when, when he like absorbed him yeah yeah like or something yeah, they were like and this it was big... that, uh, that final fight scene and there's a point where uh Essentially, um, Venom is absorbed into Riot, but Eddie is also absorbed into the big mask. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing that I that I could compare it to is that really strange arc where uh, uh, it was like post Venom finale, and uh, Venom and Eddie Brock reabsorbed the Carnage symbiote, but they didn't. But obviously, Cletus was left alone in his cell, and like they never actually developed that, and it was just kind of a really bizarre issue that didn't make much sense at all. Or, you know, the way that uh, Mania was reabsorbed into Venom at the conclusion of uh, the Daniel Way series, but we don't talk about that, and we try to think about the fact that it didn't happen. And that's the only thing that I could think of. Uh, so, bearing that in mind, that those were not exactly two of the best series, it's unusual that they were in this film. Also, I just want to say, very missed opportunity. Anne is picking up, uh, like, after she sees him as Venom, and she's, like, driving to the hospital. She's like, oh, come on, you need to get on some better clothes or whatever. 
whatever. And I really wish the symbiote would be like, don't worry, we got it covered. And it just shapeshifted different clothes for him. But that did not happen. He gets like a leather jacket or something. <laughs> well, um, I think this is a good point where maybe we can each give it a, a rating just to close out the review so we can move along. Um, let's go ahead and start with our guest, uh, uh, Michaela. What was your rating? I would say 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Maybe 7.5. Awesome. And then how about, uh, Carlos? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Michaela, uh, Michaela on this one. Uh, I'm going to also give the movie a 7 out of 10. That's what I orig- originally uh, posted on the, on the forums and on Facebook, so I give Venom a 7 out of 10. Yeah. All right, and then uh, John? Uh, my review rating is going to sound kind of harsh, but it's only because like, I enjoy it as a garbage movie. I'd give it like a 4 out of 10. Like a bad movie that I really enjoyed. <laughs> just to preface it. Alright, and then Tyler? Give it a solid 6 out of 10. Alrighty. And then Aaron? Um, I'll say 5. Um, um, it's a very good movie for fans of the character, but as a movie, it's very poorly made. Alright, and uh, I, I don't think it'll be a surprise to anyone when I say it. For me, it's a nine out of ten because uh, I've I've just waited so long to see this. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I am looking forward to seeing it the third time tomorrow. Um, I, I know that it has its flaws, but it didn't detract from the viewing experience for me. So, good job, nine out of ten, ten for me. All right. So, general consensus then we would say um, just even it out, seven out of ten would be uh, the Venom site, or at least this podcast's uh, general review for the Venom movie. Well, that's uh, that's pretty good, you know, for, for a movie that had everything going against it. So how the heck do we follow up our Venom movie review? What could we rant about uh, after that? Well, how about a review of another Ve- Mike Costa Venom comic? Marvel recently concluded the five-issue weekly series Venom First Host by Mike Costa and Mark Bagley and Ron Lim and several other artists. They they had to use several artists for this book uh, just to get it done, I think. Um, It takes place shortly after the end of Costa's run on Venom, but sometime before Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman's series. first host introduces us namely to Venom's uh, first host, Telkar, a Kree warrior hero from the Kree Scroll War. Telkar walks back into the symbiote's life and abducts it from the symbiote to finish his mission of, uh, of scroll genocide. Eddie is forced to seek help from Milan's a scroll war bride tasked with uh, killing Telkar before he can unleash a deadly super virus. But Eddie can't fight a symbiote empowered Telkar alone, so he temporarily bonds with Venom's latest spawn, Sleeper, who possesses new unique abilities and a surprising affection towards its parent. Uh, the story ends with Telkar being betrayed by his own people, his plan in shambles, 
and his mind being lobotomized by Sleeper, turning him into a mindless host uh, for the fledgling symbiote. Venom and Sleeper part ways with, uh, uh, with Sleeper taking off to explore space and Venom returning to his life or picking up its shattered pieces. I know this short series didn't really sit well with many of us, uh, but Michaela, you were a bit wary about sharing your thoughts about it uh, when we invited you because of the general consensus of our community. So what was your take with uh, Casa's swan song for Venom? Okay, here we go. Um, well, I'll, I will fully admit that I went into this series pretty biased against it. My initial hope and indeed my excitement for this series had been really hinging on the uh, involvement of Flash Thompson since none of this series would have been possible without him and without what happened in Robbie Thompson's Venom Space Night, which is indeed uh, Venom and Flash going to the uh, world that uh, apparently Telcar uh, completely decimated and used, uh, used Venom to do it. And that that is one of the most powerful things that I've ever read in a Venom comic. Just the way that uh, Flash is trying to convince Venom that no, you are better than this. You are above this. And what happened to you does not define who you are. And so to write this series without having Flash in it or even mentioned, yes, he was alluded to in one panel, but that was one panel. And I just find it a huge disservice to his character and his legacy to write about first host and not have him be involved with this and um and of course this is all because he was killed in amazing spider-man 800 which i can't believe that well my costa has to have known that dan slot was planning on doing that and and series anyways so i i was immediately cynical about the series when i when i read about the death of flash thompson and my other big gripe is that one of my favorite Avengers story arcs is the Kree Scroll War. And Mike Costa's seeming lack of real knowledge of continuity and canon within what was a really, really big event in the story of. Uh, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four is a little bit insulting. And I I don't like him messing with characters' legacies and the way that he the way that he tries to just brush some things off is very irritating to me. And um, I don't like that he he only named the spawn on his social media rather than within the pages of the comic and that people are just adapting the name Sleeper for it. And I and I don't like that the that the spawn then took 
uh, Pelkar's, you know, brain dead body and then was like, well, well, I'm just going to go off into space and I'm going to go do my thing and take this body and uh, everything will be fine. And basically you try and not even bidding farewell to its parent and just so many things rubbed me wrong with this series and I just it's it's a shame that even things that could have been good ultimately I was just disappointed with and um, and I know that it, that might not be a popular opinion I know a lot of it is colored by the fact that I am still upset about the death of Flash Thompson. I'm still upset about Venomy and most of what Costa wrote in his 2016 series. It's about as good of a swan song as ASN 800, and that wasn't a very good swan song at all. And so that's, I just, at this point, I can only hope that my Costa is not going to be writing anymore for Venom because I don't want to see it. I think it's a pretty good indicator, like, um, if you were following Mike Costa on social media as first host was coming out, you can, you can kind of infer that he might have been reading, uh, some of our critical reviews and not, not really taking it too well, like, um, he seemed to... I mean, I don't, I don't want to say he was, but from from what we could tell, he seemed a little bitter that we weren't exactly loving uh, first host as much as he may have hoped we would. Um, and you know, it's it's just a matter of, uh, you know, we we his run with Venom before first host was a mixed bag. Like for the most part, it wasn't fantastic. Um, it, like it, it, his his characterization of Eddie Brock uh, uh, was all over the place. He he started off with uh, with Lee Price, and we we all know how that ended up. It was not a fun ride with Lee Price, um, and it felt like uh, he was really trying to um, rehash the idea of Lee Price with first host. Um, that's why uh, I I don't remember. Uh, I think. It was someone that Tyler was following who um, nicknamed him Cree Price. Uh, so now we have Lee Price and Cree Price because they're they're essentially the same character at this point. Even uh, look similar. It's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think uh, this this was more so of Costa trying to to maybe trying to redeem himself, but. Um, drive home the point that this was the story he really wanted to tell um a story that you know didn't it, it i don't think it it did very well um with with most of the people who read it it's not i i, I mean i'm kind of going in circles here but um it's it wasn't a great swan song for him and i don't i don't i don't know if cost is going to be back i i think after after first host he, he he might reconsider if he was ever to come back i don't know but um it it, it was not a great ending especially since as you said 
he never once named the spawn he created in in his series never named it it was only named in the uh in the letters and not, not the letters but it was named in the um the editorial blurb at the beginning that gives you some context to the story like it just all of a sudden recap oh, page yeah the recap page so yeah it's like okay his name is apparently sleeper but that's never ever mentioned in the comics and no one's ever gonna know it's going to be a um you, it's going to be a phage uh incident you know where the symbiote phage from the life foundation was never named in the comics and so it, it the fans came up with two names that were popular and then marvel decided to go with one when they um started making toys for the for the character and they decided on phage whereas they also had rampage as a as a choice but um with with sleeper if we ever see sleeper again i i don't know if we'll see it as sleeper or as another name but it's okay because i really the, the sleep sleeper has gone to the same place scorn and the symbiote dog have gone to oh yeah, and i'm never gonna see them again. that's pretty much what happened i mean i i have never really again uh, after after what happened in Venom Inc. and and you know, and now this whole thing that he made a big deal of Venom spawning again. I mean, yeah, it's it's great that we have a new symbiote going around, but again, it's just like now they're putting him on the shelf for who knows how long, and he's essentially just piloting a dead uh, uh, Talcar body. That's it. That's pretty much what it is, and. I mean, again, I, 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 the only, I'm going to make this short and simple. And, you know, like I said before on the forums, uh, I, I do enjoy Mark Bagley doing Venom. That will never, never get old for me. Him drawing Venom, you know, for as long as he can. You know, the guy is pretty old, too. Um, again, the, the only thing great about this whole run was his art. His art was always and forever will be great. You know, he knows Venom very well as a character and him doing the new designs with Sleeper. You know, I didn't mind Sleeper's design. It, it was pretty neat. It kind of reminded me of Space Knight Venom with just with a new twist to it. <laughs> you know, with the green color scheme. It, it, it wasn't too bad, but this whole plot with Telcar being the first host, it was just so rushed. It made no sense to me. I, I think it should be just be thrown away and... I don't know, but I guess it's the new canon now. You know, we can't really argue that. But it's it's a pretty shitty one. You know, it, it's just you know, Talcar was just such a generic. You know, we you know we feel bad for him about the whole war with the with the uh, scrolls. And the next thing you know, he's already uh, evil. He takes Venom away, and he just tries to eliminate all the 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 scrolls as much as he can. And it's just. It was such a waste of time and a waste of effort on Mike Goss's part because there's no real big payoff for this. And, you know, and now Sleeper, you know, he's just gone to space now and he wants to explore the universe. And, and again, and the thing that kind of bothers me is just like I made the meme where Venom hates, uh, hates Carnage, but... He just adores Sleeper like it's his firstborn, and and I just kind of found that weird, you know. I just, I like we like we said because simians are not known to, 
you know, latch on or keep their offspring, but for some reason, Venom was just extremely attached to his new, uh, his new spawn, you know, which I kind of found odd, but still, I don't know. Uh, overall, this series wasn't that great, but the art from Mark Bagley will always be a treat, so at least we got that, and that's yeah, all I have to say. On the, um, on the, uh, symbiote family concept thing that the in the X-Men Blue crossover there was that scene where there was the little like group of symbiotes that were being taken from Splintar and that they you know obviously had concern for each other so I think it may be a matter of like uncorrupted versus corrupted symbiotes um I'm not sure I'm just speculating and I I do want to say one thing about, uh, I guess I'll go with sleepers, since everyone's using sleepers, that I was really disturbed by what Costa decided its quote-unquote like special ability would be, which is essentially like the use of pheromones. And the reason I have a problem with it is because then you get into really strange ethical territory of like, why why would Eddie Brock be so like okay with this and why does the symbiote seemingly not have any real sense of like morality even though apparent apparently they've been spending all this time with it and trying to teach it so well but apparently that was all for naught and it and it was just kind of a and just the manipulating Milan's um, is frankly a little bit of a misogynistic uh, plot device, and um, and he hasn't always treated his female characters that he's written very well. He did Claire Dixon real dirty. He completely character assassinated Liz Allen in first post. Um, I'm honestly kind of sick of it, and that's another gripe I've I've had with him for a while now. It's funny because the way you're 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 making it sound, the date rate symbiote, <laughs> uh, with its new powers. So I mean, I wouldn't describe it like that. I just um, it has some very messy implications and. It doesn't make any sense that this symbiote would have that kind of ability without, like, having been bonded to, um, I, I don't know, a metahuman. Learns the powers immediately. Like, yeah, exactly. Overall, I would say this is, this was a bad story, plain and simple, and I, positives of it, like, like Carlos said, there was art, sure, but. The thing is, the art was all over the place because of the constantly switching artists. Like, in the same book, the artists switched, like, three times sometimes. And it was just to be so hectic. And none of the art was bad, per se, but it was just so so jarring to go from one artist to another on, like, from one page to the next. Just real sick and tired of Cree Price because... You already had Lee Price, who was this long-haired, edgy guy who completely, might like, took over the symbiote and 
the symbiote couldn't do anything about it. And then we get Cree Price, who is literally the exact same thing. Is over with. I like Sleeper design, but I don't care anymore. I don't care about the story anymore. I'm done with this. Like the like the initial thing was this was supposed to be a big deal of telling Venom's first hose, and he just ends up being a, a shitty war criminal. And there wasn't any big backstory. It was completely rushed in the first issue, and that was already a red uh, a red flag for me. And I'm just like, yeah, this is this is top notch garbage. So you know. You just know that Donnie Case is basically rubbing his temples like, all right, I fixed Bendis' stuff. Now I got to find a way to fix this. So. <laughs> all right. Is it finally my turn? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's so, <laughs> so, as I've said from the start of Mike's series, Yes, it's been a mixed bag, but I think that's always been uh, part of what we all love about Venom, is that some of the series can be pretty good and some are pretty bad. Um, and that's what I sort of liked about this series. You know, like starting off, we didn't know if Eddie Brock was going to come back when we had Lee Price. We thought that was awful. But then when Eddie Brock came back, you know, the quality started to go up. But then some of the series were kind of meh, like the dinosaur was kind of meh. But then he, but then we sort of got more strides in the right direction. Um, with this series, I think this was the culmination of what the entire series was about. How the how the how Eddie and the symbiote both grew, and they they had this new spawn together. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting you guys are saying you don't like Cree Price, and I would say that's sort of the point. You know, we when we start off with Lee Price, it was like, you're supposed to like this guy because he's a new spawn of Venom. You know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. But, but the way he was written, we weren't supposed to like him at all. Now, with, uh, and I'm already forgetting this dude's name. Uh, oh, Carr. See, you can't even remember it. That's how memorable he was. That's because you guys keep saying Cree Price, okay? <laughs> but uh, um, we knew that Venom had a first host ever since Space Night. And like even then, he said, that host put anger and rage in my heart. And so like we knew this guy wasn't going to be a good guy from the start. But what I found it sort of interesting is that I kind of saw him as a kind of a mirrored reflection of Eddie. Because um, even then, like, looking at the at the, the issue 5 cover, you, you sort of see Eddie and then him on the side, and that sort of got me thinking that he, that Cree uh, Price, I guess I'm going to stick with that, he is very much set on his old, his, his, his like, old life. He was a soldier, and he he still thinks he is still on that on that mission to um, um, eradicate the scrolls. And I sort of saw that as sort of how sort of how Eddie was, and even like the Agent Venom series. He he had the symbiote, but then afterwards he saw that hey he he still thought he that he was still in this war against the symbiotes. But then he saw that after Flash saved him 
that maybe Venom wasn't that bad, but then of course, you know, Flash Flash had to like run away, so Eddie still wound up being burnt. But they were still both on these destructive paths and then but on the opposite of that, Eddie was able to grow from that time, like being with Venom, you know, after that, but but uh Cree Price was still in that old old mindset and like he was not he was not able to grow past his 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 old self. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, the the art, yes, very much was rushed because they had like three different artists, but it, it still maintains some consistency. Um, geez, what else? <laughs> I'm trying to wrap this up because I know we want to go. Um, I did feel this was a good finish to Mike Costa's run how we saw the end of sleeper and I'll, and I'll get to him in a second. Um, and I feel bad for saying this, but I forget the doctor's name, but I love that character. I, I, I absolutely loved his character and I'm sort of sad to see him go. And along with Liz. And, yeah. Right. And like one of the few things I think we're like missing in this is that there were a lot of, good interactions with the characters there was a i'm sorry i'm starting to hear a lot of static um there was a good moment where where eddie brock is in a bar with 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 harry osborne uh, uh, of all people and they just have this sit down and they just talk about their lives and i just love that whole scene but like as i was saying like but this is the culmination of, of how Eddie and and the symbiote have grown over the years. They've like they've they've hated each other, loved each other, now they love each other again, and they have this spawn. Like even then, like when uh when they were starting to have the baby, they were like, Why is this so much different? And then the doctor says, It's because you two have changed so much. So I just love how they've like shown this progression of where they were in a bad place, but over Mike's series, they've they've made a stronger bond with each other, and and I just love how they were working together as as they were raising Sleeper. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I'm trying to say here. Um, yeah, but. I mean, I really did like Sleeper, and I really am sad to see him go because he did have a very unique uh, move set uh, and skills. But now that he's gone, uh, you know, like we're probably not ever going to see him again. But uh, um, like overall, I did very much enjoy the series. Of course, I'm not a person that like knows of the scroll and the creed that much, but I did love the the interactions between Venom and Sleeper, and just um seeing how 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 Eddie and the symbiotes go about trying to save um how how bleh, sorry uh, I'm like how they go about saving each other and their uh their new spawn so and I guess that's where I'll stop right now <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah. I, th- I think yeah, yeah. yeah. the story is garbage Aaron's opinion does not count <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, one more thing. Okay, Kit, 
I know you were saying you were kind of mad they didn't have Flash at all, but Eddie and the symbiote also are are all about Spider-Man. Their characters were were made from Spider-Man. I don't think that necessarily means we need to have Spider-Man in like every single story. Same with same with all the Agent Venom stories. I don't think we need to hear about Spider-Man and, and Eddie Brock every single storyline. I mean, sure it sucks that Flash is dead, but this was the this was the conclusion of 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 how Eddie and the symbiotes found each other again and had a child. I don't think you need to have Flash in that story at all. That's just me. You need to have a leak Price clone that is now inserted into the origin of Venom's history forever. But, but, but like we already know he existed from Space Knight, though. So, but he didn't have to be a Lee Price clone. He could have been an interesting character. But we knew of... he was evil in the first place. We always knew like interesting. Gonna... There's tons of good evil characters, Aaron. We didn't need another Lee Price. How was he another Lee Price though? He's just evil. Like, does that make him Lee Price? Friggin' an edgy guy that suddenly turns edgy when the symbiote thought he was good, and then he completely mind-dominates the symbiote, and the symbiote can't do anything about it, and it's this exact same thing, But he had... It wasn't just because I have strong will. Because he he put some stuff into the symbiote that, like... You're telling me it's because of a military training program that he was able to take over the symbiote? Is that what you're telling me, Aaron? They're (laughs) They're not human. They're trees. They're like advanced. They're not that advanced. Look, I know the trees. I've read like so many Guardians of the Galaxy Captain Marvel comics. I know the trees. That was BS. It was. And preaches. <laughs> okay. All right. I think uh, that that's that's a good stopping point. Um, <laughs> I, I think the 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 culmination of that conversation is, you know, so long and thanks for all the fish, Casa, and um, now uh, Sleeper is just a symbiote that we used to know. So uh, with that, uh, I like to say uh, thank you, everyone. Um, unfortunately, our our friend John had to sign off. He, he was running out of battery on his phone and. It's, it's quite late right now as we're recording this so um, that will do for today's episode if you'd like to participate in a live audience for a future We Are Venomaniacs episode just join our discord server by following the link below and then check out the podcast chat channel for details about our next recording date we can make an, uh, we'll, we'll make announcements on discord, twitter, reddit and the main the Venom site website for upcoming recordings and as always thank you to my fellow hosts uh carlos john tyler and aaron for joining me today as well as our special guest michaela um thanks to everyone at the venom site um uh, for permitting us to make the podcast on the pbs banner and all of your generous support and finally thank you loyal listeners and fellow venom maniacs you guys make an awesome venom community And it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs.